What's up? Welcome to another episode of Brosens. It's not the holidays without a little booze and some good food. Stick around. We're going to talk about our favorites. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. What's up, bro? Merry Festivus. Yeah, you ain't lying, man. Oh, they like Festivus. It is the holidays. Festivus for the rest of us. We got the clap track. We need to add the uh, laugh track. I do. I think, I think that would do a lot for our production value. I'm going to leave that one up to you. I have a rim shot. Well, great. I like to get, get a laugh track and we're there. Get a couple different laugh, trap, laugh, laugh traps. That's more like it. That's not what our viewership is at currently. That'd be all right. I don't know why I didn't add laugh track to this. I do. I have, I mean, I have a ton of things on here. I guess I could. If I know whammy also. No whammy, no whammy. No whammy. No whammy. I do. I, I will, I will add a few more. Eh, maybe before next episode. Yeah. So a uh, couple weeks before Christmas, right? Yeah, we are, yeah, for what, 20, no, no, we are 14 days, 15 days, 15 days out. Mm-hmm. Today's pretty much over, so 15 days. 15 days, that's good. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah, I know. It's the holidays, right? Yeah, oh, hey, <clears throat> story, I got story time. Let's oh. Gen, Gen X parenting advice here, or Gen X parent story. The oldest got in his first fight at school on, oh, uh, yeah. on Friday. So uh, I will just jump right to the end. He got rewarded with ice cream and uh, told good job and got an explanation that um, even though you do the right thing, sometimes there are still consequences doing the right thing. But the backstory is a boy in his class was throwing rocks, and this boy has been picking on kids in the class in general, was throwing rocks at uh, one of uh, Waylon's friends. And Waylon had a big heavy coat on, so he stepped behind his friend to block the rocks, and he had a hood on, so the kid kept throwing rocks. And uh, it escalated by the time they got back to the classroom. The boy that was throwing rocks decided to shove him. And, uh, you know, Waylon is a shy kid, and he has a tender heart. But uh, something tripped, and he turned around and handled business there for a few minutes. So uh, he got a day and a half, so he gets the day off from school tomorrow. And, uh, you know, obviously we had a parent teacher conference at school with the principal and, and stuff and explained that there had been some things going on in some of the, uh, they're, they're called encore classes, right? So not your core curriculum, but the PE right. and art and music and that kind of where they're walking around and there's less structure that the teachers are not there and they've changed the dynamic of the school. So he is in fifth grade, but they've called it intermediate school now. Uh, so there's three principals at this school cause it's K through eight elementary is hmm. K through. Th- there's the freaking thumbs up again. It's back. What is that? I don't know. We're going to, it's gotta be out. a Mac thing. Cause it did it to me in teams. If anybody's listening knows what that is, 
Uh, please comment. I, I, I know. I'm going to have to Google it. Anyway, so uh, they got three principles. Yeah. So there's K through three <clears throat> is elementary, and then four and five is intermediate, and they have their own principle. And then six through eight is middle, and they've got a principal. But uh, the intermediate school is in the middle school building this year because they're doing some rebuilding of the building. And anyway, doesn't matter. And he's just like, well, you know, some of these teachers are, you know, this year are new to elementary. They were high school or middle school. And like they're just kind of sort of not used to having to have that level of hands-on attention with kids. Um, you know, you come from high school where kids are autonomous down to elementary school. So I guess my lesson here is number one, I'm proud of him for sticking up for his friends. Um, He was taught a lesson though, that there are are consequences, even when you do the right thing, Uh, you do not get off scot-free even though you may have been right. And then, um, you know, just super proud of him, man. No, that, you know, and it was, like it he, was, he, the whole thing started because he took up for his friend and the boy didn't like that he got stopped bullying. And then the boy thought he could go and put his hands on somebody without consequences. And, and Waylon is one of the smaller kids in his class, smaller, small, actually he's probably the smallest boy in his class. And, uh, you know, I told him, I said, I, I bet you when you go back, you and him both go back on Tuesday cause that boy got suspended too. I was like, I bet you, um, you get, you get left alone. And, uh, he, he's, uh, I would hope so. I was like, then I told Brittany, I didn't tell Will on this. I said, oh, I bet you there'd be a couple of girls that want to talk to him on Tuesday too. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's highly possible. <laughs> I was, you know, and it's, it's funny. I was there when you got that, when you got the call, um, cause we were, we were sitting there having lunch together and, um, yeah, it, the very similar situation. Uh, well, maybe not exactly similar, but we, we had kind of a same kind of conversation with Michael at one point. Um, last year when he was it was last year last school year um he actually was in classroom and he he had gotten picked on you know at that point he was a little bit smaller he he kind of hit a growth spurt this year so he didn't get as much but kid kind of come up behind him put his arms around him and choked him you know around his neck and choked him um you know and then michael got you know we had a conversation with again with the principal and the resource officer was there too michael didn't put his hands back on the kid this time because he got choked out to the point where he passed out so it was pretty bad um, but I told Michael right there in front of the principal and the resource officer, I was like, that happens again. You do whatever you have to do to defend yourself. I said, I don't care if it means you grabbing a book, you grabbing a chair, you bite, you scratch. I'm like, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's no such thing as a fair fight. And if somebody comes at you and you, you have every right to defend yourself, And I'm telling you this right now in front of the principal and the resource officer, I don't care whatever those consequences are, you defend yourself, you'll, we'll gladly accept those consequences. And it was, it was flat out. And you know, what's even funnier is after you and I had these conversations, it literally was two days ago, maybe, um, there was, uh, or maybe it was, yeah, it was yesterday, I guess, I come across the uh, TikTok and there's a lady who was you know, talking about, is this just a Gen X parent thing or is it just me? She had basically done the exact same thing with her kids. Like, Hey, somebody puts their hands on you. You defend yourself. You do what you got to do. Well, yeah, especially my girls, right? Like, so I've, I've already started with, you know, Hadley's in school and Sophia's not, but, uh, you know, I've told Hadley, I was like, nobody's allowed to touch you. And, uh, you know, she's not wearing a bra yet, but uh, you know, that's the thing, boys popping bra straps. And I said, somebody does mm-hmm. that to you. I said, you turn around, you put them on the ground. 
I said, it'll be the only boy who ever does it to you if you do that. I was like, if you get in trouble, so be it. You know, that's assault. Yeah. It's sexual harassment. I understand they're kids. Like, I'm not not trying to blow this out of proportion, but at the same time, so much gets glanced over with girls. Like, well, they're kids being kid. But that's gives girls this thing like they have to be willing to accept someone touch them, right? And Eddie knows this. I don't make my kids hug or kiss anybody. Uh, there are mornings I wake up and my youngest daughter, I'll go to give her a hug and she just turns her head. I'm like, okay. Yeah, she's not awake yet. She, she does, you know, then a little later she'll come up, she'll give me a hug. Like I, I don't force my kids to touch people and you should never have to touch people. You don't want to, um, you know, it kind of leads yeah. into, into things. And it's funny because, uh, you have people at work that like, they go up to give you a hug and you're like, oh, man, we're at work. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, cool and all, but we're at work and, um, yeah, it gets a little uncomfortable. I'm, yeah, you know, so I mean, I've, I've, I've worked with people and I know one, one person I, I work with, they, they very specifically, they don't, they're not a hugger anyway. And they were on a business trip and they had to do a photo and, um, I'm trying to be as generic spot as I can here anyway. And they had kind of went this whole trip without, um, you know, they were doing what they felt the right thing. And I, I don't, I don't get into a situation. I give away who the person is, but you know, kind of the last day there, there was a group photo and then everybody come up and just like got around them, put their arm around them. And it's just like, he was like, you know, it, it's almost like the, uh, no, well, you know what it is. It's like, you've seen Keanu Reeves when he takes pictures with women and he always sticks his hand. Oh, yeah. He doesn't touch. Yeah. Absolutely. Where you, where you can, where you can see his hand at all times. It's, it was the same sort of scenario. Like he intentionally was trying to, make sure that it was obvious, you know, and, you know, as a guy, like women, like I'm not, trust me, I know you guys have your, you just heard me, I'm trying to already prepare my young daughters. It's horrible. I have to think about that, but guys have their own set of issues that they have to deal with around stuff like that too, where it's like, you know, you can just walk in, you could shake someone's hand too hard, or you can, you know, give someone what you think is a friendly hug because you've given them a friendly hug before. And then this time it's a problem. And Right. Oh, he put his hand on me too long. And it's like, yeah, there's just a whole slew of things that guys deal with too on the other end of the spectrum that, um, Oh are, yeah. Are it's, uh, it's where we are today. It is. It is. But, but, hey, that's not why, that's not why we're here tonight. We are, I, I have my, my festive festive. I just realized two of my Christmas sweaters are drinking sweaters. The one I won last time. I haven't seen uh, probably, probably says a lot about me. Anyway. Well, you know what? We, this this is this week. It is eat, drink, and be merry. So, it it is what and it is, right? It doesn't actually give me a fifteen. I, I don't. I, we're gonna we're gonna look that up at some point uh, when one of us are talking. The other one needs to look that up. So, um, so eat, drink, and be merry. I'm I'm having tonight. I'm having a. Where's the camera? Maybe I've had too many already. Um, pineapple mango margarita. So that's been your go-to lately. Well, so it's either pineapple, mango. I'll do the hibiscus. Um, sometimes it's just straight margarita. I, margarita, I love margaritas. Um, I'm a tequila guy. So I know we talked, we were going to talk a little bit about liquor, um, drinks, adult beverages. And and we were going to talk about, you're a big whiskey guy. I'm not a big whiskey guy. And, and you know, I'm. we all to know everyone's degree, had. A degree, and I'm going to talk about that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So everybody's everybody's had 
at one point in their life that one liquor that's just like you whether it's it was cheap and easy for you to get a hold of or that's just what somebody always brought or you had one party <laughs> where somehow you drank too much of it there's one um, there is one there's yes. always, almost everybody has one and mine happens to be bourbon so to me it's like you know somebody says it's almost when i say bourbon it's like I, I just i feel like i'm gonna vomit um it's been a long time I, it's time for me to man up and get over it i i mean i i have to say it but i was that with hot pockets for a long time but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you know i'm a tequila guy and a lot of people are like oh te- te- tequila yeah they're tequila so uh tequila's for them and so nine times out of ten so i'm gonna talk one of, one of my favorites I'm gonna get my bottle right here casamigos um if i could tilt the cameras that whole backwards thing so um casamigos the the blanco is is my go-to for margaritas um, it, it's just a great tequila. I mean, I could drink it straight, but I mean, it is, it is a good one. I believe if I'm not mistaken. I believe Casamigos is the George Clooney brand of tequila. He might've sold it off. I have to do a little bit of research on it, but I, I, I believe it is. But if you're looking for a tequila, that's just good for margaritas. Um, I either go Don Julio Patron's okay, but Don Julio or Casamigos Blanco or silver, those are those are my my go tos for for. Uh, well, there's um, different levels of Patron. Oh yeah, you know yeah, that's, well, that's I mean like you, you know <laughs> it's that way with a lot of liquors. There's different levels, like especially on a big company like a name brand. There's different levels uh, within that that brand. You know, right uh, in the whiskey world, the bourbon world, Buffalo Trace, right? So Buffalo Trace has regular Buffalo Trace, which is North Carolina is kind of hard to get sometimes. Um, all the way up to Pappy Van Winkle, which is extraordinarily hard to get on allocation, extraordinarily expensive if you buy it not at retail. Uh, so, right. yeah, there's different different levels. Yeah, and it's well, it boils down to with the tequilas, it really boils down to the levels boil down to um, aging and how you how you age it, right? Yeah, and yeah. so blancos and silvers are generally they're the straight you know distilled liquors, and then as you age it, anything that's six months, I think, in a, um, ends up being a reposado, right? So that's kind of the next level up. It's a little bit more bold, um, a little darker. Um, and then you go anything that's aged over a year, usually in oak whiskey barrels. Um, uh, those are, are your añejos, right? And so a little more, you know, more flavor to them, you know, and you get that little bit of, uh, Oak whiskey barrel flavor in it. It's it's they're good. Um, now the other thing, well, so my other tequila that I like. Now this this one, this is this is this is my baby. Now this is one of so this is Clase Azul, right? Nice little bell on the top. Um, so you take a shot out of the lid and then ring the bell. It um it's a really really good sip in tequila. This one I could just sip on. Um, it's great for shots too. And this one is a reposado, and and again, it's this one runs at about one hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy dollars a bottle. They're hand painted bottles. You know, Jerry, she absolutely loves the bottle. She thinks it's just the coolest thing. They have some that go up. Some of the like their gold is like two grand a bottle. I haven't had that. I'm not. I, she won't let me. Spend yeah, two grand. I, I don't. I, I'm sure it's good. I, I don't do the super high end. Um, 
stuff. I've had I've had some high end bourbons, and I'll actually tell you, so bourbon. I'm actually it's tough. I'm almost probably more of a Scotch guy, really. Like I kind of like mm. Scotch a little bit more. Um, so sorry, dropping the cigarette from Cigar Ashes on my keyboard. Um, uh, but no, I am. I'm drinking tonight. I'm drinking. And this is a good thing. Right? Like this is George Dickel bottled George and Dickel. bond. Yeah. So. This is pretty good. This is relative, uh, relatively available everywhere, I think. And um, but when it comes to bourbons, I'm kind of that way with cigars too. Like I've had high end cigars, um, but man, I don't know. Maybe because I grew up poor, like I tend to like some of the some of the cheaper stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. Probably one of my go to everyday pours in the world of bourbon is Old Granddad. Old Granddad has a bottled and bond also. But I just like the regular old granddad. I mean, you can get a bottle for 20, 25 bucks, depending on what you're yeah. doing. Um, you know, I, I guess it's, you know, there really is kind of a pairing thing. And I don't really get that far into it. I'm like, oh, I have I don't either. chocolate. I, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I hate that. Um, I'm like, but there, you can learn. You, you can yeah. learn. Um, you know, my buddy Jason, he went and did um, the whole bourbon trail thing in Kentucky and went to Buffalo Trace. He did a couple different training classes out there and he's got a tasting thing. And he actually went through the process of learning to taste uh, everything. So you can work at it and practice. And he, he enjoys his bourbon and, and whiskey more oh, now yeah. as yeah, a result. Um, but, um, you know, you like what you like. Don't ever let anybody tell you, you know, yeah. don't, don't drink it this way. Or, you know, like I'm sitting here, I'm drinking it and I've got, you know, big giant ice sphere in there. I, I, I like it cold. I like it That's with some water like, yeah. with some water in it, right? It opens it up to me. It's just I enjoy it that way. And uh, you know, my cigars are the I same you. way. You know, I've had I've had high end cigars, but this cigar I'm smoking is a uh, it, it's interesting. So this is from Arturo Fuente. So this is a um, uh, a curly head is what they call it. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a machine-made cigar. So Fuente makes all the way up to Opus X. I mean, they make cigars that are super expensive. They're super hard to get. But what they do is they have tobacco, obviously, that are seconds that they grow that would never make it to a premium hand-wrapped cigar. And then when they're trimming cigars, if you ever watch cigars being made, they have like all these little trimmed pieces. So this is mm -hmm. not a long filler. This is a like a chopped filler cigar. So you'll never get a super long ash on it. But they take all those trimmings and those seconds and they re-blend them. So they have their cigar tobacco, tobacconist anyway, master blender, right. To blend it together, to get an even flavor profile. Then they just run it through the machines and they use wrappers that are seconds. So this cigar could have tobacco from the Opus X in it. Pretty and mean, yeah. it's, it, it's always consistent. And the thing about it is it's, it's just like an everyday drink. That's what I talk about. So this cigar, if you smoke a lot, I don't, but I like to keep, generally a box of these around. They're an everyday smoke. This cigar, when you buy them by the case, is going to be about a buck fifty to $2. And you're talking, that's like black and mild money, but you're getting a cigar. They do smoke quicker, but um, yeah, you know, and I'm not a Maduro. Maduros are the dark wrappers. Those are super strong. I'm not a super strong guy. Just like, I don't like Rye's. I'm not a, yeah, I'll, I'll do an old fashioned with Rye. But um, I've got a bottle of rye over there I will probably never get through because I'm just going to make a yeah. big drink with it every once in a while. But um, I like my like light shade, Connecticut shade uh, wrappers. And you like what you like. Yeah. Don't, don't get bummed, no, you know? Absolutely. Like absolutely. if you're going to go out with the boys and everyone's like, I want a Maduro cigar and 
give me the strongest bourbon you got. And it's just like, next thing you know, you're sitting there trying to hang with him. You're like, I'm going to puke. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't do it to you're yourself. Right. You're right there. And it's funny because there are a lot of people. So I've, I've seen, you know, blog posts and articles and I've, I've watched TikToks and tequila TikTok and, I've seen those snobs. They're like, oh, Clase Azul, it's awful because they add flavoring to it. And it's okay. And add flavor to your Coke. <laughs> Everything that you eat pretty much has flavoring in it. I'm like, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, who cares? You like what you like. And it's, again, I, I'm, I'm not a big tequila snob. I, I definitely won't say that. I mean, a lot of people like ones. I just, I won't drink Jose Cuervo, because I think it tastes horrible. Um, yeah. It's not that it's just because it's cheap. I mean, because I've had some, some. I don't. I don't like Jack Daniels. Like so, yeah. like regular Jack Daniels. Uh, Gentleman Jack is good, but I do not like Jack Daniels. I will drink wild turkey. That's okay, but I do not like the way Jack Daniels tastes. Like just, I'm like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and there, I mean, but there's. And it's funny because I think tequila has gotten way more popular because I know um, a few years ago, uh, five, six, seven years ago, um, I'd go in the ABC store right here. And, and again, we live in, in, in North Carolina. And just for those of you who may be watching outside of North Carolina, the, the liquor sales is very tightly controlled by the state here in North Carolina. We won't get into the political bit of that, but the reality of it is we have to go to what we call ABC stores, alcoholic beverage control, or as I like to call them, Aunt Betsy's cafe. Um, so that's, that's where we go to get our, our liquor. And, um, and by the way, had so a good we, we got, we got to clarify a little bit more. Cause that, that's still like, okay, so you got to go to a liquor store. We have liquor stores. These are all state ran. So state all ran liquor in the state of North Carolina goes to the Capitol in Raleigh to one warehouse, the state <laughs> determines what gets ordered. So it is not a friendly environment for micro distillers or things like that. Nope. So until a distillery reaches a certain volume, um, they're probably not even going to worry about trying to get something into North Carolina. You also cannot ship liquor into North Carolina. Um, yeah, so, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> It's very tough, uh, you know, up until a couple of years ago. So distilleries started popping up. So where I live in Statesville is actually used to be, uh, used to produce more gin than anywhere else in the country. Uh, and so I have a distillery, a, a bourbon distillery, a couple of miles up the road from me. And they could do a tasting up to two ounces per person. Uh, but then they could not serve any kind of drink other than a tasting. So they got that kind of okayed, changed the law. And then they're like, well, wait, you know, like now you're telling me that like, we can't sell our own product that we make here to people. And so literally that you think about this, you're distilling it here. The customer wants to buy it. They have to send the product to Raleigh to turn around and get transported back to a local ABC store. Then you have to send your customer to the ABC store to go buy it. Store. And so, yeah, they changed it to where you could get two bottles, um, so two liters of, of liquor per adult. Um, if at, at if you did a tour, you, actually that's actually the caveat is you, I have to check on that part, but I think you have to do a tour. You, I can't just go up there and, and buy right. it. Yeah, I have I to actually right. pay and do a tour, and they have to keep a the log of that. Tasting, yeah, yeah. So it is it is a very tough so that's why I say things like, you know, Buffalo Trace. There's a lot of, when I lived in Texas, I could walk into Walmart and get Buffalo Trace. 
here in North Carolina, as soon as it hits the shelves in ABC store, it's gone. And usually, so it trickles down. They're actually ran by the county. Um, so every county has its own ABC commission. It's, I mean, it's just such a tax scam. I can't it's even, complex. I can't even be. Yeah, no, no, no. I just say, so like that board determines what they want to order from Raleigh, but it has to be available in Raleigh. And then, but a lot of those, they'll have like one store in the county. That's their bourbon store. So, you know, everyone, yeah. that's where you it's, go put your name on the list. Uh, you line up outside on drop day. It is. There's they, yeah, and they actually have a special request list too. You can actually they put do. in a special you, you, request. Uh, if you want a special order, you have to order a case. Yeah, it gets a little crazy, but yeah, but so bit of trivia. I actually used to work one block from the um, the ABC distribution warehouse, so I know exactly where it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. So anyway, my point was the tequila selection has gotten. It, it's now like there's like one whole aisle which so it's all the way down one side and back up the other at least at the, the local store here close to us which we've got one a few blocks away and then like half an aisle on the other side so um used to be it was like one shelf two shelves you know and it was the generic stuff but now there's like everybody and their brother has a tequila brand not a fan of the rocks tequila i know a lot of people are like oh this is so good i'm like yeah not so much i'm not i'm not a fan of it um but uh, there's a lot out there. And again, you don't have to go high end. Um, I've had some of the higher end tequilas, like a lot of people like 1942. I'm, I'm just, it's okay. I, I don't think it's worth the amount of money that it's been on the bottle. I'd much rather have a bottle of Clause Azul. Yeah. Um, if I had, you know, other than kind of like I said, like um, some of the basic, the George Dickles, um, Four Roses, um, you know, Old Granddad, my probably go to, better bourbon is Balcones. They're out of Austin. They make one called uh, Brimstone. It is great. It is, they, when you open the bottle, it smells like a campfire. Like they, 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 they smoke the grains. It's almost like scotch. They smoke the grains with Texas scrub brush and mesquite. And then they, they make the bourbon from there. When you open the bottle, it is just, it is unmistakable. Like it is a uh, phenomenal, but it's strong. Like, it's uh, I can only do it a little at a time. It's great with like a steak. Um, I actually made ice cream with it one time, and that was great. Um, Interesting. Yes, I can yes. see that. Yeah, making uh, any ice cream with alcohol is an extraordinarily long process if you're making it from scratch. It takes forever to freeze. Um, yeah, and I would definitely I recommend it. It's not, I still only ever got it to soft serve. Then I went and put it in the deep freeze and it finished it off once it kind of got yeah. to that point. But, um. Yeah, that one's that one's great. Um, then, like I so said, when you get over to Scotch, you start getting into things like Dalmore. Um, you know, stuff that comes out of Japan is great. Like the Japanese, I have had some Japanese whiskey. Japanese recently. whiskey yes. is is really pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, it was pretty well, good. Japanese was... do a good job with just about everything, man. Like I, I got yeah. got no complaints. So you you mentioned Smoky. Have you tried Mezcal? I'm not. Okay, so here's the thing. And this is this is interesting because people are like, what is Mezcal? And I'm like, the easiest way I can describe it is smoky tequila. But here's the thing. I'm going to try to get this right. All tequilas are actually Mezcal. But Mezcal, not all Mezcals are tequilas. Here's the thing. So Mezcal is made from the agave plant, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so tequila is particularly Blue Weber Agave. I believe I pronounced that right. Um, 
specifically. So if you drink tequila, it is it is the blue wherever agave. A lot, of, a lot of people just say blue blue agave. Out of one region of Mexico, it's all there. That's it. It's specific to that. So if it is tequila, that's where it's from. So if you think about it, like when people talk about wines, right? It's like there's wine and then there's Chardonnay and there's cabs and there's this, right? So they're all made from grapes. They're made from different grapes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like mezcal and tequila. So mezcals can be made from any any agave plant, but the vast majority of them are aged um, in in kind of um, these smoked whiskey barrels, um, or they they tend to they tend to process it by the vast majority of their process through a, a smoking methodology is very similar to making barbacoa. So I don't know if you know what barbacoa is, but barbacoa beef is really good. Um, beef, pork, pork, is it beef or pork? I think it's pork. Um, got to look that one up. Anyway, it's, it's smoked. And so it has that very, very distinct flavor and they are stronger. Um, so maybe I've got a bottle. So next time you come over, actually Casamigos makes a very good mezcal. I have a bottle of that. I have to give it a try. Also, yeah, and so yeah. Well, can, next time you come over, remind me, and I'll I'll uh, I'll crack open that bottle of Casamigos mezcal. It's pretty good. I think I have a couple of other mezcals down there too. Maybe I don't know. And what Jerry says, I have a problem. She's like, you have way too much tequila. I'm like, I just am scratching the surface. I've probably got. <laughs> well, it's like me and bourbon. Like you, if you you walk over to my my, I got a little fold out bar over here, and I've got twenty or thirty bottles in there um, of bourbon, and then maybe five or six bottles of scotch and uh, yeah, kind of same thing. yeah, I probably, but then got, I go through it and I, I kind of rotate and then I've bought boxes. I've got some stuff over there that I just, I don't like. And I'm like, eh. you, you know, in fact, the one, the ones over there is going to sound weird that I didn't like. It, it's actually a flavored bourbon. It's, I bought it when I was down in Texas. Um, it's a uh, uh, brown sugar pecan. Uh, and interesting. Yeah, I thought, I was like, you know, at least for like a dessert drink, right? Like after you get done eating, like you have a little sip of it. Uh, no, no, it, it really tasted very syrupy. And, and I was like, eh, I wasn't, wasn't God awful. It wasn't like I was a spit it out. But um, that is what I use because I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I have not opened them yet. I may open a jar this week. Um, the bourbon bread and butter pickles I made. That is what I added to the uh, the the jars. So, I've got a garden. I'm going to sidetrack because we're talking about food too. So things we can do with food. We'll get it. We'll, we're in a nice segue category. here. So uh got a garden. I make a pretty daggone good bread and butter pickle. Um not gonna lie, they're good. Yeah, they're they're chunky boy pickles. I cut them by hand. I don't I don't like thin pickles. And so this year I decided I'm like, I'm gonna take that bourbon. And I did not add it. So when you're making pickles, you have to basically steep them, right? You make the brine, you bring it up to temperature and all that. If I added the bourbon, then you would get the flavor, but obviously the alcohol cooks off. So what I decided to do was I added a good couple, three ounces per quart of uh, into the jar direct and then put the, uh, the pickles and the brine in capped them and then uh, water bath them, right? Canned them. So the point in all that is while yes, the alcohol would have evaporated, the alcohol would have, rained back down into the bottle because there's nowhere for the liquid to go so um they should have some bite to them i think so i but i'm not opening a jar yet i'm like they're definitely going to need to set so 
that's the thing about when you do liquor in something, you, you got to let it set and kind of mellow. That's why I do an aged eggnog. And I didn't do it this year. I usually make it at least in summertime for Christmas. You want to age at least six months. I use, if you want to know, eggnog. Alton Brown has two eggnog recipes. He has an aged eggnog. That's the one you want to at least do in summertime and put it in the back of your fridge and leave it alone. But he also has a quick recipe and you have to whip egg whites and stuff. And it's actually really good too. So if anyone ever wants to make homemade eggnog, just Google Alton Brown's eggnog. So it's great. He did uh, an episode of Good Eats uh, on eggnog. If you can find it's it. It's very good. Whatever. It is yeah, good. Yeah, you talk, very you good. talk about letting things kind of settle. Don't I, I will talk about food and alcohol. I, this this is probably and again I I'm I'm man enough to be able to admit when I messed up I this is a long time ago I got this brilliant idea I was going to make a uh, because I had I don't even know how I had a bottle of bourbon I had a bottle of bourbon that somebody had brought from a party um had given to me I I as a gift I don't know but I'm like what am I going to do with this I'm like you know what I'm going to make some bourbon steaks. So I married, I whipped up this marinade and I put the bourbon in there and I put the steaks in there and a marinade, not thinking about how long I should let them marinate, <laughs> which probably shouldn't have been too long. I left them in there for hours. And, you know, because I cook my steaks medium rare, because anything above that is just a waste of steak, in my opinion, don't at me, don't hate me, don't. Come blasting me in the comments. Oh, you can ask, just, if, you a, if you could get above medium. Well, I, yeah, if you go above medium, yeah, yeah, then then yeah. Anybody that orders a steak well done just doesn't need to get a steak. Just get a hamburger. Um, yeah, th that steak. It, no, it did not turn out well you can at drink all. What you won't, but you cannot overcook a steak. <laughs> that's a, that's a moral. Yeah, story. you can. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that 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 was probably the worst thing I've ever made in my entire life. I mean, it was Speaking pretty bad. Of, but great steak marinade. So my first job, I was a busboy at Steak and Ale. We'll go in the Wayback Machine. Ooh, For those of you who steak remember Steak and Ale. So are I they learned this. There? They are not. I learned this recipe at Steak and Ale. It was one of their more popular things. They had a New York strip. I forget what they called it. But the marinade was um, beer and brown sugar. You let it sit for like an hour. You don't want to do more than an hour. And um, I use Guinness. You do Guinness and brown sugar, and you just mix it up. You put your steaks in there, put them in a Ziploc bag, whatever. Hour in the fridge, take them out, then let them come back up to room temperature. Man, that is a phenomenal steak. Like, I'm telling you, like, okay, I'm going to be, be really specific here. If you have a great cut of steak, don't do that to it, okay? If you're going to Food Line or Kroger and getting a New York strip, and you're just like, ah, I just kind of want a steak, and it's a lower-grade steak, it, it it works really and so it's actually a good way to take a cheaper cut of meat and add something to it um then if you saute some onions whatever i'm fat for a reason y'all like just <laughs> look, like there's yeah. a reason i am the way i am I, I was i was trying to look up the thumbs up thing real quick but um anyway yeah no it's, it's steak and ale oh my god yeah, that that's way back and i was a bus wiping 213 an hour plus tip share and so that was mm -hmm. 1990 Two, three. I was yeah. six, 16. No, I guess it was a little, anyway, three, 93, 94. Anyway, doesn't matter. So minimum wage was four something an hour. And I was knocking down almost double that with the tip share. Like we, we oh, crushed yeah. it in there, man. Like we made hella money um, for yeah. being in high school. I mean, that was crazy. I was making, you know, 
That, I mean, that'd be the equivalent of like, look, minimum wage hasn't went up. So if you doubled minimum wage, now they'd be like making 15 bucks an hour in high school. Like now, yeah. people are like, oh, that's not bad, you know, but I was doing that and making seven, that's eight not- dollars an hour. And, uh, yeah, that well, was good. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, they put it on my check. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, no. So, hey, uh, let's so eat, drink, be merry. So, other holiday favorite foods. What's what's one of your bit go to? I know you've got a couple. What, what let, let's start with this. What is a childhood memory food that you make every year that we had as kids? What's your go to? Well, I mean, sausage balls. I mean, that's every. <laughs> I mean, everybody and their brother makes them now, mm-hmm. um, and you know we've always used the same recipe until recently we've started adding in the whole red lobster got on that kick, the red lobster cheddar Bay biscuit mix instead of bisquick um, as your dry ingredient to mix in. But man, um, yeah, no sausage balls are, you used are to eat so many of those would get like, that would just make a tray for me and you. So there's probably yeah. so sausage balls, deviled eggs are always on that list, yeah. which cracks me up because it's like, Hey man, you want to sit down and eat 12 hard boiled eggs? Oh, no way. Are you crazy? Hold on. Let me mix some mayonnaise and mustard and and pickle relish in there and cut them in half. It's like, okay, we're on now. Well, same with (laughs) cheese sticks, right? Hey, you want, you want eight, eight cheese sticks? Like, no, I don't want eight cheese sticks. How about I deep fry them and you dip them in some uh, pizza sauce? I'm there. (laughs) Absolutely. What Uh, is that? So, you know what I haven't made and, and you probably haven't even thought about these. Remember the, the phyllo dough cheese triangles mom used to make oh, with the feta yes. and like ricotta Spinaca or whatever. Pita. I'm yeah. probably butchering it, spinaca pita, but yeah. that's the way I remember how to say it. Yes. But she didn't and add spinach to it though. She never put spinach in it. She just did the cheese. No, she just did the, just did the cheese. Yeah. But you can but you can go and buy those now, like frozen. It's, I know. She used to fight so that phyllo dough so bad though. Philo, phyllo, 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 whatever phyllo, it is. Phyllo. Anyway, yeah, um, I don't know. No, my other one that I go to, and Brittany had never had these until we got together, is the uh, meatballs, right? So grape jelly and chili sauce, and people are like, that's yeah. like "No, that's how you make it." She was like, "What?" She like, "You mean to tell me you're going to cook meatballs in grape jelly and chili sauce, and I'm supposed to like that?" And I'm like, "You will." Man, the kids yeah. love them, like. That's a where, you start the crock pot what? first thing in the morning. No yeah. way, when you need them, right? Yeah. <laughs> you mean yeah. to tell me for thirty years? No, I. Yeah, those are good. Ramaki, the the whole you know bacon wrap water chestnuts. But, okay, so was, so that's actually not how you make ramaki. That was mom's version of ramaki. Yeah, that was mom's well, version. Well, no, of and then it's all supposed to have um, anchovy. If I remember correctly, it's yeah, supposed to be a piece of anchovy. I think so. In there. I think so. But yeah, no, Ramaki, and this is what's weird, and I and I think I've told you this. And while I'm I love bacon, like with with all my passion, I love regular bacon. I'm not gonna lie, if you take turkey bacon and you marinate it in the thick teriyaki sauce overnight, it makes a better ramaki. It crisps I can up, see that. it holds more teriyaki sauce, it doesn't shrink and wrinkle, it it's basically stays the same size when you bake it. Uh, it, I could see it, that it makes a better ramaki. Um, Those are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I would so, definitely say get name brand turkey bacon if you're going to do it. Though. Don't do the cheap. Oh bacon. yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing for me too, and it's a tradition. I don't remember when I started it. Um, it's cookies. So every year I bake cookies, and 
it's to the point where I, I don't know if you say I messed up. I thought, you know what? I'm going to make some, I love to bake. I made some cookies one year. It's always the same ones. It's oatmeal raisin because I, I like a good oatmeal raisin cookie. Um, but I, I keep it very simple. I don't go, I mean, I like cranberries in them, but I don't put them in there. I just keep it very simple, traditional oatmeal raisin. Boom. Done. It's just butter, flour, sugar, eggs, you know, baking powder, all the yada, vanilla, whatever. Raisins, oatmeal. Pretty straightforward. Um, and snickerdoodles. And I used to take those into work and give them as gifts. And and I, I still do. They still go out as gifts. But it's it's become a yearly tradition. I mean, it got so bad one year. I baked, I kid you not, I baked 40 dozen cookies mm-hmm. to give out. Um, you know, like and it's like, out? no, and it's, but I, you know, it's, it's time consuming. Um, but, uh, and when they first come out of the oven and they're warm, they're like, oh my God. Yeah. I, 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 haven't, do that done, I haven't done in a few years, actually quite a few years now that I think about it, is uh, bourbon balls. Mm. Bourbon ball. So bourbon balls, for those who don't know, you can Google it. It's pretty simple. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Basically, it's Cairo syrup, bourbon, cocoa powder, regular sugar, vanilla wafers crushed up. It makes a gooey, globby-ass mess. You roll it into balls, you chill them, then you roll it in granulated sugar. You just let them firm up. That's it. Keep them in the fridge. Like, probably butchering that. I have to go find the recipe. But... Um, you can make them as stronger as weak as you want. They are not cooked. They are the real deal. So like you, you go happy with it. They're going to be happy bourbon balls. So that, kind of like that's, grandma's carrot cake. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of one that I used to, used to do. Which is very liquored up carrot cake. Couldn't let the kids have it. Nope. Nope. Or at least have too much of it. <laughs> we, <so laughs> you know, the other thing that mom used to make too, that I, I haven't had in a long time is those peanut butter balls. Remember those? Yeah, she used to make peanut butter balls all the time. Those are yeah. really good. I mean, those are basically a buckeye without the chocolate on them. Yeah, is what that is what that is. You know, we we got a lot of recipes that are kind of sort of like the traditional things, but then they have this twist. So just like mom would make cabbage rolls all the time. So back to the ancestry thing we did early on our first show was our family actually is Eastern France German, so you get a lot of that kind of influence in the way mom cooked, and so we do cabbage rolls, um, but they're not. Uh, you know, hamburger in the steamed cabbage leaf, rolled up nice and tight, put in a pan. Mom just basically took the hamburger and the rice mix, made meatballs, put them in tomato sauce, more like a soup, almost like dumplings, and put the cabbage in there. Uh, and then you could kind of get your own. They were always good, though, like that. And then yeah, she nice. used to do uh, Swiss steak. Swiss steaks were good. And then um, I asked her the other day um, if she remembered what it was called or what the recipe was. It was Remember, she used to do that stew all the time with the kielbasa and the potatoes and the red wine. And uh, she was just like, yes, oh. she goes, oh she goes, I don't remember. She goes, I don't remember the recipe. She goes, I don't remember what it was called. She goes, but I remember it. She was like, I don't. She goes, I've not made that since you guys were kids. And then, yeah. that was good. That was good. That was good. So uh, yeah. definitely it was one of those things that definitely mom always stretched food. Um, you know, we gave her hell about always doing casseroles and experimenting with us. But um Hamburger casserole was great. Mom was definitely a like those women's magazines, Women's Day or whatever. They always get the recipes in the back. Man, mom was the the queen. Casserole queen, yep. Casseroles. uh, But we had a lot of good stuff out of there, too, though. Um, The meatloaf with the spinach in the middle was weird. 
Um, yeah, she tried to pull one over on us there. I'm like, um, just make some some kind of Italian. It's Italian herbs. Um, it's not Italian herbs. It's a big I'm glob not. of canned spinach. It's not good. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, you talk talk about holiday things. I mean, you know, we I try to always do a ham, and you know, at Thanksgiving we always do turkey. And and I started a few years ago smoking the turkey. I'll never do it any other way. I mean, it just it's everybody's like, oh, the fried deep fried turkey. I've had deep fried turkey. It's good. There's nothing to me like a smoked turkey. A good, you know, just slow smoked bird five six hours Some people don't Spats like the smoke off. flavor man like i know so it's really strong on turkey i like it too i agree with you um but some people just uh britney's grandparents don't like smoked turkey it's just it's too overpowering for them they just would rather have yeah. they actually would rather have roasted they don't even want a fried one they want it in the oven in the oven yeah it's good but again I really- my oilless charbroil fryer makes a bomb turkey like it's good like it's yeah yeah no, it's, i mean it was good i mean that one year the turkey was too cold that was the problem it took forever <laughs> yeah it just took a while i mean it's, it's still good and it was really big turkey we had a lot of people here that year. I'm, I'm struggling with my floor today i've got um i have one of those those plastic chair mats right yeah I did and too. it's so it, it not well i have have you know that regular contractor grade carpet in here and so the the chair mat will sink into the so if i sit in one place and don't move and then when i go to try to move it's like stuck in a rut so that's why you (laughs) see me freaking out over here sometimes uh yeah i mean i some folks do prime rib i i really would love to do prime rib i've done prime Um, rib before i've done uh, lamb uh britney really liked i might do lamb this year for us at home um I get Jerry it. doesn't I'm like lamb or duck. Man. She's not oh, a big fan of duck. I got a duck in the I freezer. Brittany wants me to do the duck too one day here soon. And I'm like, I'd love a good duck, but Jerry's not, yeah. she's not real big on it. Um, Yeah. It, most of the time we're hammer or th- now we're actually going to her dad and um, his wife's house for Christmas this year. Um, Christmas dinner there. And we're going to have, I forget what she said she was going to cook. One of the things was a fish, and I think I forget what the other one was. But she's so she's from up north, um, New York, fish, and so fish is different. Yeah, I don't know that's on my menu for the holidays, but I can respect. Well, it. so but it's a big thing for for you know I think she's so actually she's supposedly related down the line to the Vanderbilt somehow, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's a long. It's a big group yeah. of people, so who knows? I mean. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things, but she's Northerner and that's a, I guess fish. And then I forget what the other thing she said. It was some kind of beef. I don't know, but it's, it's kind of a, a very Northern. So, you know what? It's different. Um, we'll give it a, we'll give it a go. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's going to be nice. I having to cook a Christmas dinner this year where we're doing our Christmas a little bit early. We're actually doing Christmas here for our family this coming up, not so a week from today. So today's Sunday for those of you who are watching it and it's recording. We're doing it a week from today um, because that's the time that we can, again, our kids are older. They're living out on their own. Some of them, you know, we have family scattered around. And so 
this works the best for everybody. So we're going to do all our Christmas with our kids and everything early. I think Jerry's dad and his wife are coming up. Um, William and his wife, which is still funny. I was just to, every time she goes, I'm like, I call her Miss Collins now just to, you know, just, it's <laughs> just so it sets in. So, yeah. Till it sets in. But um, yeah, they're coming up and then, you know, Sebastian and his fiance are coming over and then, you know, it'll be us. So, I mean, we're going to, I think, actually, I think Jerry's, one of Jerry's brothers, Reggie's coming down from the mountains with his girlfriend too, maybe. That's nice. Um, he may not be coming down, but we may see him at Christmas. So we, we're either going to see him then or not. But anyway, so we're going to do some, some cooking. It's not going to be a traditional Christmas dinner. I'm actually going to do a brisket. Mm-hmm. I tried to find one this weekend. I could not find a good one. So um, I've got to go, go out again later this week and I've got a couple of days. So I, I absolutely, again, go back to the smoker. I, I, so much stuff on it and brisket is, is a hard thing to cook, right? It's, I still haven't completely mastered it. I've done a few that were good. I've done a few that were not so good. One thing I have learned um, when smoking a brisket is the quality of the brisket that you start with makes a oh, world yeah. of difference. Oh, yeah. Like chicken and, and like steak, like, well not steak, but like, so chicken, like ribs, you can kind of get away with a different, you know, maybe a, a not so great quality of, of the, those cuts of meat and still have it turn out really good. But if you don't get a good quality brisket, it's going to be garbage because I've, I've done two the exact same way, start to finish, same rub, same cooking method, same temperatures, weather was the same. One turned out really good. The other one was just like, this is kind of dry and not so great. Um, yeah, there's so, a reason beef is grated. I mean, you know, the difference between uh, choice prime and anything lower than choice, you know, is uh, it's got its place. I mean, you know, it's, hamburger basically i i mean you know it's like i told you that Brittany took me to to outback for my birthday it's actually where i wanted mm-hmm. to go i I didn't want to cook i didn't want to go real far we live in small towns we have an outback but that's pretty much it i mean we got all logan's but out outback is generally better i'm like you know what outback's got prime rib i've had prime rib in forever uh man and like you want to talk about um quality of meat that has went down i and, and i'm going to assume it's cost savings right they're buying a lower grade meat cut probably and actually believe it or not i think meat ordering at medium rare is probably what did it uh, it tasted very watery it didn't have a lot of flavor i think if i'd have ordered medium on that um it would have been in the, the cooked longer and would absorb more seasoning um and they also didn't cut it even so which which was weird like it was um which also tends me to believe that the I mean, the portion weight was fine, but like one side was thicker. I mean, obviously it's prime rib. They do it all together. So they're slicing it back there in the kitchen, but I feel like they're probably, they cut it that way. It was very intentional. You could tell it's not like they accidentally didn't cut it. They gave me the correct portion, but that one side was super thin, uh, which kind of tells me they were probably working around a less than desirable area of the roast. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the blooming onion was freaking on point. We went early, got a free blooming onion. Blooming onion. I mean, like that's worth the trip to me. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I'll sit down and eat a blooming onion any day of the week. Like, I just get, go get one. Blooming onion's good. Oh no, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like a good blooming. You know what Outback does? And I'm not a fan of Outback. I do not like their steaks. I'm not gonna lie. I do not like their steaks. I They're think good middle of the road to me. Like, 
I don't know. It tends to taste like liver to me for some reason. I don't really? know why. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I have a Where are some power. fava beans anyway. with it? You'll be okay. That's right. Like Chianti. In a Chianti. Nice Chianti. Um, um, their salad, they have that tangy tomato dressing mm-hmm. that I you can't find anywhere else. I think that's really good. I tell you what they had that they don't sell it anymore, but you get the recipe online is um, they had an onion, cheesy onion soup. That's on. Mm-hmm. The French onion that, is good, but yeah. the cheesy onion soup was my go-to every time I went in there. They got rid of it. I'm just like, what? That's like Chick-fil-A getting rid of coleslaw. Like, it's, okay. Like, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot, but you do you. Yeah, I don't know. It, it Food is a crazy thing now, and it's expensive eating out. It has gotten very it's, expensive. I spent $50 out. at Chick-fil-A yesterday for breakfast. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's it's insane. That's, I mean, was... I wasn't the actual. I was, I was five of us, not even all seven of us. I was only five of us. So Jerry, me, and Michael, just the three of us, we went to BJ's um, Brew House the other night, and it was it was eighty bucks. Now I had the prime rib, and Jerry had a drink. I didn't have a drink. Um, when I say drink, I mean an adult beverage. Uh, so Michael had a tea. I had water. I had the prime rib special, which was thirty. It's thirty three ninety five. So you got the prime rib two sides, a salad, and you actually got the little pizookie thing, which is their dessert, which was, so all that was included. So that wasn't bad. I mean, that's really not a bad deal. I mean, it's a pretty good, prime rib was okay. You know, it's hit or miss there. Um, again, I think the, I got a cut that was near the end or something, and it just, I don't know. Um, flavor-wise, it was okay, not bad. Um, Michael had a pizza, a personal pizza, and I forget what, Jerry had a burger and some fries. Yeah. And then, Jerry had a free Pazuki for her birthday because December's her birthday. And then Michael, or she had another one in her rewards thing. So we got all three Pazukis at no extra charge. And it was still 80-some bucks mm-hmm. for the three of us. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Well, you know, I think it's the last thing on food. We'll, we'll, we'll move on unless you got anything else. But we were, me and you were at Red Robin the other night. <clears throat> Red Robin's got a pretty consistent product. Anytime I've got a Red Robin, like, I'm not going to lie, like, <clears throat> are they the greatest place in the world? Eh, you know, I mean, they're, they're chain food. They're gotten but, better. Uh, they, um, I always get a consistent product there. Um, pretty, pretty, I mean, a little disappointed in the number of fried pickles we got, but you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, she was going to take care of it. We're like, nah, we already got other food coming. Don't worry about it. We yeah. Just- I was like, it was fine. I, I, the time I left there, like, I had like it was like, there. it was like, not just three of us. There was like five fried pickles for each of us. And I'm like, that's if probably that. not quite the uh, the portion portion size it's supposed to be. Like even no, the, the, was... the bowl they brought it out in looked empty, and I'm like, did someone eat our pickles? <laughs> yeah, I the, well, the, when the manager came by, she kind of looked at it too, and we'd only had like one each. She yeah, was, I was like, like, I was like, we've only ate one each, man. <laughs> she was like, yeah, let me take care of that. And we're like, no, it's fine. We we really didn't need more than that. No, we did. Again, it's, I, I always I feel bad when I complain about food because I feel like they're sitting there like. Listen, lard ass, like you don't need more fried pickles. <laughs> but that Look, said, I, I did. I did the fish and chips. Um, their burgers are actually always pretty good. Um, the fri- good. Their, I like steak fries, like the wide cut fries. So I, their fries are good, uh, and you get unlimited fries. And uh, you know, so that's kind of what I said. To them. I'm like, oh, we get unlimited fries. Who cares? But, yeah, that's right. And we still didn't eat all the fries. Like we got two extra baskets. I still didn't eat them all. Um, yeah, the cob salad mom had was was great. Uh, looking and um, 
was like, that actually does look good. I should have ordered one of those. It, they do a good yeah. salad. Yeah, yeah. What do you have? You had you had a burger. I had the bonsai burger, which is my favorite there. So it's for those of you who don't know, it's it's a it's a hamburger patty, cheddar cheese. Um, the patty is marinated in teriyaki sauce, grilled pineapple slice, lettuce or lettuce and mayo. It's it's good. I yeah. mean, it's their chili it's cheeseburger is good. They serve it open face because you have to use a fork and knife. Hawaiian cheeseburger is good too. Hawaiian burger. I and I'm so that's a running joke in my house. So my wife is is part Hawaiian. Uh her mom was was Hawaiian. Um <laughs> and so it's it's a running joke, right? Anytime anything has pineapple, they they automatically make it Hawaiian. It's just like it's like Hawaiian pizza. That's not Hawaiian. That was actually invented in Canada, if you don't know. Um it Egg. just because it has pineapple on it, they they call it Hawaiian. It is not Hawaiian. I did want to go eat at the Hawaiian place. I I do want to go eat that Hawaiian place that's in in um, Burlington when it opens up. Um, yeah. I need to go down to the one in Charlotte, the L and L. L and L is really good. Um, anyway, so yeah, so food, food. So let's talk about the merry part. I mean, this this one's going to run long, right? So we did eat and drink. We did them in the opposite order. So be merry. We drink. So what, what we well, to be usually right, start drinking be before you eat. Yeah, <laughs> leads to being merry. More, more, more merrier. Oh, so what, Mary, I gave Brittany her Christmas present early. So I bought her a pair of diamond studs. That was her main, her main you present. Keep it early, yeah. I did. Well, I took her with me. Um, mainly, I had. I don't say I had ulterior motives. I really did go to buy her diamond earrings, but they just happened to be a Rolex authorized dealer, and so I put my name on the list for three potential Rolexes. We'll see if I get a phone call. For those of you who don't know, if you want to buy a Rolex. You can, you will not walk into an authorized dealer and buy a Rolex though. You, uh, yeah. you'll have to buy it in the gray market and spend several thousand dollars minimum, $3,000 more than retail price for a Rolex up to an infinitely higher number, depending on which model Rolex you want. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like I had a good conversation with the uh, sales associate and, um, this, the watch market has softened. So I actually, the, the Rolexes I want, the, uh, two of them are sp- stainless sports models but they are not as popular so the air king and the explorer 2 black dial i actually don't want the white dial the white dial is way more popular like four to one more popular which is kind of why i don't want it. i want to watch that i can wear in a business or everyday environment and a white dial really just yeah that's a thing if you're gonna wear a white dial like it's like wearing white after labor day like people are going to notice you get them white loafers on um, and then one they did not actually have there for me to try on, uh, and it's actually a harder, harder watch to get is they caught the Wimbledon dial, uh, date just 41. So, um, and I wanted it in, it's steel and gold. So either regular yellow gold or the Everose gold. I actually think I prefer the Everose gold. It's just something different. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, I saw you that. See, you see yellow gold all the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Wimbledon dial, it's, it's slate gray, a uh, sunburst. Uh, which is a brushing technique on the dial. And then the numerals are Roman numerals, black Roman numerals outlined in Rolex and cream. And that's a uh, very popular. It's the, really the dials. The hard, you can get a date just relatively easier if you don't want that dial, but that dial is the one that's specifically hard to get. And I was, so one, two, three was air King Explorer two Wimbledon date just on a Jubilee bracelet, two tone. So either regular gold or rose gold. I would be okay with either one of those. Uh, so, which is funny because I told Brittany, I said, now you watch. I was like, they'll call me for the uh, the Wimbledon, which don't get me wrong, I'd be super excited about. I've wanted that watch for a long time. 
but it's also the most expensive. So the Air King is like 7,200. The Explorer 2 is like 9,200. And then the date just with the Wimbledon dial with the two tones, like 15 grand. <laughs> you watch, that'd be the one they call, but I'll have to drop 15 grand on a, on a watch. Yeah. So maybe that's a little preemptive mad money. I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited. We're in, we're in a spot where I can do it. Um, they do hold their value. If something happens, I could sell it if we needed emergency money, which we still have plenty of money in reserve after that. So it's not, I'm not buying it on credit. I have the money to go buy the watch. And See I'm last buying. episode. Kind of, I, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, but I'm kind of at the point, you know, I know we talked about like the cars and stuff last time, but um, I don't spend money on stuff, man. Like I, I'm telling y'all, if you were to walk in my house, you would be like, there ain't no way this dude owns real estate and does invest. Like yeah. you just wouldn't believe it. And, and which is fine. Like I, I don't, I've got kids. They destroy. I, I got marker on my walls. Like I got marker on my floor and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like the kids are going to destroy stuff. There's no way to get bent out of frame about it and just let them be kids. Correct. Correct their behavior. It's not like I just let them go do whatever, but at the same yeah. time, you know, if I had, a $3,000 sofa and my kids are jumping on it. I'd lose my shit. Like, I'm not going to lie. And I'm like, I got a couch that was given to us when we moved in eight years ago and it was used then. <laughs> uh, it's but, yeah. There was a guy, they did a story on the news this morning um, about this guy. Really, he owned a bunch of real estate. Um, lived in, was it Indiana? 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 In- Indiana. I- Indiana, Indiana Jones. I've never seen that movie. Right. Let me, let me uh, Indiana, let me another Indiana Jones in the trailer park. So he, he lives in Indiana or lived in Indiana, passed away and very frugal guy. I mean, he literally lived in a very small house, drove an old Honda, yada, yada, yada. Freaking had like millions, like $13 million yeah. when he passed away. Had no kids, no family, no nothing, like no next to kin. He left it. And the whole thing was this all needs to go to charity. Mm-hmm. And so the I attorney that was handling all of his estates, right? All of his estate handlings, he was like, he literally called around to all the charities, a whole bunch of charities, like, hey, what would you do with a million dollars? And a lot of them didn't even take his call because they just didn't believe it. And they missed out. I mean, literally, there was like a dozen, dozen of the places actually took the call and ended up getting a million dollars each. One of them, I think one of them was a teacher's thing, got like a million and a half. But yeah, I mean, it, it it's one of those things. He lived the life that he wanted to live. And again, being happy, right? We're talking about being merry. Doesn't always necessarily mean having good things. I have things. I have nice things. Again, we I won't go into the whole history of how we didn't have stuff growing up. I do like my things. But the reality of it is the important thing to me is my family. And so, but that being said, we're only on this planet a certain amount of time. I've worked hard. Um, both of us have, and we, we need to be able to enjoy at least some of the fruits of our labors. So yeah, we have nice cars. We have a nice house. Um, our kids are a little bit older, so it allows us to be able to have those things without having to worry about, you know, getting onto the kids. Right. So we're in a different, as you, as you always say, we're in a different stage of life. And yeah, I, so I think for me, the one of the things that makes me happy and, and Jerry as well is travel. Um, and so we've we've got two trips planned to Mexico, one in January and then another one in March. Um, the one in March we planned when we went last year, um, we're like, yeah, we're going to come back because we found a new resort that we like. We absolutely love it. Like, let's plan a trip. It was cheaper to book it while we were there. 
on the resort. They always give you a discount if you book it while you're there. So like, yeah, let's do it. So we booked it. This trip coming up in January is a very short one. It's just a few days. It's for my birthday. We're just going to get down there, take a few days and relax. Um, but travel for us is the thing. That's We're at that stage in life where now we're trying to, to, to go places and do things when we can. Um, whether it's me traveling with work, um, I, like Jerry, her and Michael are getting ready to fly down to um, fly down to uh, Orlando and visit some family down there here in a few weeks. Just travel. You know, we like to fly. We like to go places and do things. Well, and we're getting to the point, you know, the kids are, you know, Carter's three, not quite three and a half. Um, but we're, we're, we're at a point to, you know, so next spring, April, I think I mentioned it before, is me and Brittany are taking a mom and dad vacation for a week. And we're going to conjole family into watching the kids and split them up. Or probably split them up. And they got school. So uh, Waylon's dad will keep the older two for us, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, make sure they get to school and pick them up and everything. And then the younger two can rotate between grandparents and great-grandparents. We'll, we'll be okay. Uh, but same thing. Like I got my passport renewal over here I need to do. I, need, I got Brittany's information together to go get her a passport. And uh, now that we really plan on going out of the country anytime soon. But with work, we do occasionally do some out-of-country events uh, for our owners. So I'm like, I told her, I said, I'd hate for us to get invited to that. I was like, it takes a while to get a passport. I was like, and let's not be ready Months to go. Now, yeah, yeah, it's and, bad uh, right now. But you know, we're, you know, with travel, she went with me earlier in the year. We went to Texas uh, and I was working, but you know, I mean, the room costs the same work. So pay for a room for me. And I can, obviously it doesn't cost anything to put my wife in the room with me. And then all I had to do is buy our airplane ticket. So that was great. Yep. We extended it a little bit and had some fun, you know, so I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity there uh, for us to do stuff like that. Um, I think you would have a blast. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to take her too, but it's right as school starts back. So that'd be hectic. Um, but August, I will miss the first day of the racing, but the Knoxville nationals are in Knoxville, Iowa, not Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, sprint cars, dirt, dirt track racing where sprint car hall of fame is. Um, you would have fun there. I was actually going to see if you wanted to go. Uh, maybe when is that? it's uh, like August 8th, like that Wednesday around August 7th or 8th, whatever that is through that whole weekend, but I will not be there the first day. Um, but uh, it's, it's, you really, do that. it's like the Daytona 500 of sprint car racing. It's a big deal. It's, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to be that guy. Like if I could be able to be up in Tony Stewart suite and watch the race with Tony Stewart. Pretty cool. I can, I can, I got a couple of levers I can pull every once in a while. I'll bring you out there and have some fun. I mean, I will be working. Don't get me wrong. I will be working. Uh, I have things oh, yeah. I got to do, but uh, you don't. You can just sit there and drink and hang out with Tony Stewart. So, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. maybe we'll do it. Just keep me posted on that. We'll we'll figure something out. I think August is probably doable. We don't. I don't know of anything that we have on the books right now. Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, it's usually the first week of school, uh, and. The only reason this year I went and I didn't worry about it, but uh, Sophia starts school this August. So it'll be her first day of kindergarten. And I will not miss that. So I will go yep. out uh, the following Important day. day. Important day. Now you got what? One more after that, right? Yeah. He'll be the following school. year. Yeah. So, you know, the gap between Waylon and Hadley was four years and now Hadley to Sophia is two. And then Hadley and Carter is one. And man, life changes big time for us after Ooh. Carter starts school. Like we're like we're counting down the months, man. Like we are, um, me and Brittany was what is it? We're uh, eighteen months away from no eighteen, yeah, eighteen months or so. 
year and a half, whatever it is, 18 months away from Carter being in school. And that, at that point, that really changes the dynamic of, um, you know, what Brittany has to work us, you know, the kids will be old enough to childcare is no longer an issue that, I mean, I work from home, but it's not like you're going to have a, you don't want a three-year-old in the house by themselves. Right. So we still have to have childcare and we don't have limited childcare, yeah. but that's you know, once much. they're in school, they'll be home, All of them will be home at one time. So that'll be from 12 to five. And it's like, that's when they're going to get the, if something gets effed up, like I'm going to walk out of my office to come in the house. I'm going to murder everybody. I'm going to shoot you in the face <laughs> with a bazooka. Let's shoot you in the face with a bazooka. Like, don't, don't do that. That's right. So, yeah. It, it, the dynamic changes at that point. Um, oh, big day yesterday in our life. And I know this is running long. It has nothing to do with eat, drink, or be merry. But, old, you know, older dad moment here. Because um, I'm in my 40s. We threw away all sippy cups yesterday. So we are oh, nice, right? We've got one left in diapers. There's no bottles. There's no sippy cups. Um, things are looking up. Like, do we got, we got cups with flip up straws and uh, regular cups in use now. So no more sippy cups because God knows I'm tired well, of cottage cheese. The for now, I'm, I'm getting to the age now where sippy cup is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, it's it comes full circle, man. It it really does. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, that, that's I'm, my last thoughts for the evening. We'll wrap up because we're 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 at an hour. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I think I think my whole thing is you know eat, drink, be merry. It's the holidays, people. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in everyone's lives. And and I know days can be tough. I know we've had some some rough ones here on our end, but it it's the holidays. Take time, be with your family. Um, even if it's only just your immediate family, if you can't get out and get together with your bigger family, it's okay. I mean, give them a call, pick up the phone, make um, your own traditions, make your own traditions. Yeah. Let's just, just enjoy a good time. I mean, you know, if you're not a drinker and you don't drink, then don't drink. That's okay. Um, don't judge. We don't judge. Um, make a good punch. But, make a, a good yeah. non-alcoholic punch. Go get some sherbet oh, yeah, and some cranberry ginger ale and go to it. Oh, yeah, we should have put that in the things that we had when we were growing up. We forgot about orange sherbet, um, ginger ale. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, just 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 have just enjoy the holidays, man, and 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 have those traditions. Keep them going. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think that's I think that's good for me. Good times, man. Well. Ooh. What about what about you? Any, uh, any finals out there? I, 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 you know what? I yeah, I do. And now that I think about it, slow down. Um, I, I I was a professional photographer, and I still do photography for work. I'm going to tell you what I don't do anymore, other than just documenting some key moments, is have a phone in front of my face taking video and picture. Um. I, I get enough pictures to where it's like, oh, this is what happened. Kind of the before, the during, and the aftermath. But the phone gets set down. The video cameras get set down. Um, so for all of you with kids, younger kids, I know most of the Gen X are like, I, I got older kids. But listen, this is the advice thing. Live in the moment. Like there is so much going on around you that I promise it will fill your heart a lot more than if you're worried about trying to pinch and zoom and, and hold on, wait, move out of the way, move out of the way. You know, like 
set it down and just be in the moment with your family, be in the moment with your kids. Um, like it's going to fill your soul and you need it more than you know you do. You absolutely do. And uh, mm-hmm. I love technology. My life revolves around technology, just like Eddie's our jobs do. It's what has enabled me to work from home and have the work life balance that I have. But uh, life is not social media. Life is not documenting every single thing to the nth degree. Um, You know, we talked about like boomer parents having all this junk in their house. Well, you're going to die and you're going to leave this Facebook account or whatever Google drive to your kids. And it's going to have 3.5 million photos in it by the time you die. Whereas me and we have, we have no photos of us growing up hardly at all. Uh, And it's going to be the opposite for our children where it's just overload. And it's like, what do you want them to do with that? You know, like it is important. They'll want some of them. Like I, they're like, I don't know why dad took a picture of me just laying on the couch, reading a book. Like it's not going to mean anything. <laughs> but to Most, me, I'm uh, like, I'm like, look, he read a book, right? Like, no, I'm not going to lie. It. Probably two thirds of the pictures of my phone are probably cats. My cats. That's what my, uh, like my two thirds of my photos are memes that I cannot not even share on this podcast. That's right. Oh wait, no, we got age restriction. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man! All right, All right. my I FBI agent already knows what they are anyway. It doesn't matter. That's right. So we, yeah, we definitely we've run long. I'm not sure how long we are because we we let the recording start and run for a little bit before we got going. So who knows what it'll be once we edit it? But it's definitely one of our longer podcasts. Maybe I can cut some stuff out. I don't know. We'll see. Leave it all in there. Doesn't matter. Nobody um, watches anyway. That's all right. Yeah, I think we're so this this one's going to come up. Um, yeah, we may we may have one more before the holidays. Um, yeah, I think we so. may I think we, get, we can get one more in, and then we'll. we'll I think we get in. one more in. So, um, I guess that's uh, where we're at. Same bat time next week. Same elfin channel. Same elfin channel. All right, man. Have a good one, folks.